Welcome, beautiful friend, to the Beyond the Plate podcast, your weekly helping of honest talk where life and health collide and make up your wellness. Because let's face it, your whole life impacts your whole health. And yes, it starts with you. This podcast is for you if you have a hunger for spending more time feeling good, bettering your life, and benefiting those around you by living authentically. We'll ignite those inner desires and cover how to tune inward to gain confidence to nourish yourself beyond what's on your physical plate. Tune in to tap into your unique needs and abilities to allow the abundance to overflow. Make sure you add this podcast to your library so you always have the latest episode. I'm your host, Dawn Marie, and I am honored to be your wellness guide. Let's get started. Hello, Beyond the Plate listeners. Welcome back to another amazing episode, and I have another wonderful guest with me today. I have Nikki Stott of The Warrior Babe, and as we were just talking about before we hit record, I always feel super nerdish, like reading their intro to them, so I don't want to botch it or anything, and it always, you get more passion and like oomph from the guest when they get to share who they are. So Nikki, I will let you um, introduce yourself to our guests. Cool. What's up, everybody? Thanks again for having me on the show, Dawn. Um, Yeah, a little bit about me. I'm owner and co-founder of Worry Bay, which is an online fitness company that has helped so far 15,000 women regain their personal power and feel confident in their skin. Um, We are on a mission to help 100,000. And then, of course, once we hit that, we'll keep going. Um, But that's our current focus. I'm also the host of the Macro Hour podcast, one of the top 20 podcasts in the fitness space in the U.S., And I just have a love for, you know, all things, building muscle, eating right. And most importantly, like I said, with the mission statement, just helping women within themselves regain their personal power and, and find their confidence. And that is why you were just the perfect guest to be on here. So we obviously like to go beyond the plate, beyond the social like norms or like habits that we've developed as women to empower ourselves to live that that awesome life that we know is out there. Like we know, cause we've like done the work, we put the effort in, we know it's worthwhile, right? So I want to kick off our episode here, an interview of just like asking like straight out the gate, if anybody's followed you on social media, like they know you're a badass, like you are just like a well put together person. So um, just going right at it of um, kind of that misconception about building muscle and strength Like, why do you feel that's so beneficial, especially in women? Yeah. And I appreciate that. I, I appreciate being known as a badass. It's, uh, (laughs) it's taken me a while to get to find that within myself. Um, but as you people know from following me through social media, um, that is definitely what I love about feeling like I'm real raw and honest through that. And also through just meeting me in person too, as well. Um, but to answer your question, man, I, hopefully I don't rant too hard on this, um, because this is just something that I am just so passionate about with wanting all women to just focus on building muscle and why to do that is, I don't know if you follow Gabrielle Lyons, Dr. Dr. Gabrielle Lyons, or she's very well known in the space, um, but she shares through her, through her platforms And it just resonates so hard with me that muscle is the organ of longevity. And I think, you know, when, when you think about that to unpack it, it's, it's either, you know, it could go down two rabbit holes. It's like, 
one, if you don't have a lot of muscle to your body and you're not focusing on building more muscle, it could really inhibit your ability for the longevity of your life. On the contrary, if you have more muscle and you're focusing on building more muscle, and it doesn't matter at what age of life that you are in, if you are 40, I speak to a lot of women that are 45 plus, um, you can start building muscle and focusing on this at that age. It's totally possible. But let's say you have that muscle and you're building that muscle and you're focusing on that, that could just add more years to your life. Um, I say to a lot of women that, uh, that follow me and I hope to, you know, get this across to your audience is that muscle is active tissue in our body. And there's a saying, you know, you either use it or you lose it. And I feel like, um, a lot of women don't really, the reason why they lose it is because they're not eating right. And they're focusing on so much cardio and that is just, you know, it's just been that it's just this thing that women have grown up with and it's no fault to them. It's just the marketing and the things that they all have known, like, you know, I don't know, Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or like, let's go run it all off. I thought the same thing when I first started my journey. Um, But what I thought was super interesting is that there was this statistic uh, from the National Institute of Health that your muscle mass decreases from like three to 8% per decade after the age of 30. Okay. (laughs) Which was, yeah. Right. And I'm like, holy crap. That's crazy. Uh, first of all, when you think about it and you unpack that, it's like, if you're not strength training and you're not incorporating that type of stuff into your lifestyle, your mass is decreasing and it just continues to decrease after the decade of 30 years old, after each decade of 30 years old. Um, so I just think it's extremely important and extremely beneficial for so many reasons for women to, you know, even if they're younger or older to just focus on building more, um, and focus on strength training and, you know, making that more of the priority when they're training and working out like, and then, you know, I, I said cardio, but I think it's, it's important because your heart is a muscle. Um, but it doesn't need to be the primary focus of things. You need to find the balance, but you need to put like at least 80% towards strength training and like 20% towards cardio and just using that as a tool to aid. And when I say tool, you guys tool to aid in your fat loss or losing weight, it is not the primary, uh, and you know, thing that is necessary in order to achieve that type of goal. So yeah, overall, again, I hope I didn't rant too much there, but muscle building muscle strength training, it's just so beneficial, most importantly to the longevity of your life. Mm, That is good. There are so many nuggets there that I've been like, feverishly like jotting down because I'm like oh this is good this is good because it's not (laughs) something that we hear about all the time and I love how you just like demiffed it right there it's like we were socially conditioned to think like oh the way to eat you know to lose weight is to eat less and just you know cardio 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 and I think that's why so many of us hated cardio or for like me it's funny like I've run half marathons and things like that since graduating high school and even after college but in high school, I hated running because it was a punishment, right? Like it was always associated with like, you need conditioned or you guys didn't play hard enough. So, you know, get on the line and run some killers. Like, it's just so funny how it's, it's more of a mindset piece than yeah. Anything else. So I loved the 80, 20 rule on that. we hear it a lot in food, but not as much on what you can actually do. That's an, you know, well, food is something you can actually do obviously, but, um, just to spin it in a different way to 
maybe even just like make your workouts more fun or not feel so like full of shame or like the have tos. So I would love to hear some more about the whole muscle piece before we switch over to my favorite topic of food. Um, But what are some of the common mistakes that you see people making when they're trying to like build the muscle and like, how can that be avoided? What are some tips there? Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, I think the most important one before I get into like the tactical things um, is the mindset because, you know, you can't, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, like I said, it's not women's fault here because I speak to women that are like 45, 50, no matter what, actually, whatever age you are, you know, they're so, they're, like I said, they're so used to growing up with like hearing eat less and, you know, do more cardio and everything like that. So I think that it's helping them understand by educating, by learning, by, um, apply. Cause it's not like, you know, our human bodies haven't changed so much over the last hundred years. What needs to happen is the, is people's ability to, uh, to change. Right. So like they need, they can't, they got to shift away from the things that they've been told, which is sometimes hard to do when they're so stuck on all of these old things and they need to shift their mindset into a different approach. So I think that's like the number one, most important thing is that, you know, they need to think about how they're fueling their body in a way that's making them a strong body. Um, and they need to not be stuck in the old mentality of like eat less and do more cardio. So that's for sure. One of the common mistakes that I see. Um, Another one is not having the right type of programming. (laughs) I think we're all like, at least I know I was guilty to this when I first started my journey. It was like Pinterest and seeing all these cool exercises and like (laughs) going into the gym and then uh, doing those exercises. And then literally a week later, all my exercises were different. You know, a lot of people, it's not sexy to say, but it's, you got to do the boring work. You know, you have to repeat the exercises over and over again. It's, it may seem like it's repetitive to you if for somebody that doesn't understand the backing as to why that's happening. Um, but it's so important to uh, allow your body to be in the same type of workout scheme for at least like four, six to eight weeks in that type of block. Because if you're really focusing on not just doing the mundane over and over again, but like really focusing on, am I getting stronger? Am I challenging myself with more weight? Am I maybe playing around with reps and sets and my rest time, like incorporating the progressive overload in the right way and having the program to follow and Mm. actually following it. That right there is a big thing that I just, I see a lot of people just doing tons and tons of different workouts all the time. And like, you know, not really giving it their all inside of the gym, not really pushing it. Um, and sometimes I just like, you know, I've walked up to a couple people. I'm like, come on, I know you could do more. Let's go do more, pick up a heavier weight. Um, or, you know, just women that come into warrior babe, it's like, they, they are so thankful for the, even just the, the exercise blocks that we, that we give them, um, because they're able to one, not even think about it and just follow it. And then we challenge them within it. So they don't have to think about, am I challenging myself enough? We eliminate that. Um, and then they can see and reap the rewards right away that they're getting stronger and all of these things. So that's another thing that I see a common mistake, um, that, you know, you just got to make sure that you're following the right program and you're following it consistently. And it's not just something that's you're throwing together. Um, and then the last one that I just have to combat, it's more of a myth than a mistake, but you know, women thinking that they're going to get bulky if they lift weights, you know, it's just, it's, I just want women. I, I thought the same thing too. I remember telling my coach when I first started, I was like, I don't want to look like a man. And what's so funny is I actually get, maybe we can talk about this later, but 
I get a lot of that on social media that I look like a man that I'm way too, too muscular and all this stuff from the people, the ninja, the keyboard ninjas behind the, <laughs> behind the computer. Um, but I just want to limit, I just want women to eliminate that false statement from their mind. Um, you know, muscle on a female body is so beautiful. It's, it's such a statement of strength. And the only way, you know, you're going to get too bulky is obviously if you're doing like PEDs or you're going against what is actually natural to the body, you're not going to get as bulky as either those women that you see that may be on it or men, because we have way less testosterone than those guys are doing or pumping into their body. So I just want to eliminate that myth from women's brains. Look at muscle as something that is so beautiful to the body. Well, crap. I think this is the podcast right there. Like, do we need to say more? Like you have just hit it <laughs> so well on the mindset piece of like opening yourself up to realize you have control to change. It's mm-hmm. more if you want to. Yeah. I think that was perfect on the second point you made about programming of like doing that repetitive motion. Cause it builds that like mind to muscle connection. You're making sure that you're doing the lift correctly. So you're not injuring yourself. And then you get the reward where to me, that's where I've loved it so much too. in my workouts is seeing myself progress where I can pick up those heavier weights where it's like before you thought, Oh, I can only pick up tens or something. And now it's like, you're picking up a set of thirties plus, And now I'm looking for like, what's something heavier I can lift. Like I need something more super critical that I do not feel like gets enough attention. Cause if you see those, um, and now I'm not going to remember cause I have like a squirrel brain, but there's like those, um, ads that come in. It's this dude that comes in and it's like, Oh, if you want to work out and it's, it's like long drawn out, like ad, and he never really gets to like what you're doing. And he's like eating whatever he wants. And it's like, no, like educate people right from the get go. Like, I know it's supposed to be like clickbait marketing, but I'm like, stop. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Yes, It's like, I'm sure, you know, if I like had enough attention span to like watch it all the way through. Cause like one time I really tried, I'm like, this time I'm actually going to watch it all the way through to see what they're actually trying to sell or what like the gratification is. So yeah, too perfect. And thank you for nailing on the, like the bulk thing. Cause I feel like that was something that like our moms taught us of like, oh, well, you don't want to get too big. Well, they just didn't understand the makeup of our bodies. Like you said, we don't carry that much testosterone. We're not like putting to like our bodies through that chemical process of different things to do that. And like you said, in a past life, you were a bodybuilder. So, you know, that structure, like it takes a different regimen to get to that. For sure. Totally. Yes. So just by working out, you're not going to do that. You're going to feel good. And if anything, like you want to like bulk up certain areas, maybe we could talk about that next of like, what's that optical illusion of like, you know, getting more muscle in your shoulders. So then, you know, you like the way your arms look like you need muscle in different areas. It's not just, Oh, I need biceps or things like that. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, I like that word that you just use optical illusion. Cause that's truly what it is when it comes to like decreasing body fat. I like to think of it as like, you know, you have muscle beneath your body fat. 
a lot of women do. It's just that you need to decrease the body fat, preserve the lean muscle by what you're eating and eating enough protein. And then you're going to see usually a lot of women, I would say probably about like at least 80% lose it from top down, right? When they're losing body fat, they lose it from the head first and then it goes down. And of course, ladies, I'm like, you're probably like, I really want to lose body fat in my legs. <laughs> usually always the last place for it to go. Um, and I love, just love to drill that in my women's brains because, and it just gets them to focus on the realistic aspect of their journey. Um, and everybody loses body fat in different places, but majority of people lose it from the top down. But like you said, optical illusion, you're, you're, what you're doing when you're losing body fat, because you're not going to be, you're not going to build as much muscle when you're in like, what's called a cut. You're just decreasing the body fat around it. And you're allowing the muscle tone to show more through. Um, so that's, that was a really good word. Optical illusion. That's the way I like to think of it too, as well. So like, that's what will make your muscles look bigger and like more capped. Like if you have one, a cap shoulder, you want bigger shoulders. Um, it's a mix of obviously building the muscle if you don't have it, but let's say you do have the muscle mass beneath it. Um, it's just about, you know, decreasing that body fat a little bit beneath it, eating the right stuff. And it's going to show. Perfect. That is a great segue of what I wanted to uh, talk to you, talk about next. Because honestly, I think when I first found you on Instagram, like you had me captivated with like the macros, because that was something that, yes, in my um, integrative nutrition, like I know about, but like a lot of people don't understand like the importance of balancing macros or like how to eat right. It's more like they think, oh, eating right just means that I don't get to eat the things that I want and I need to eat more salads. <laughs> another myth right like let's just go and just myth bust them right down the line <laughs> yeah right seriously um yeah to what you just said there a lot of women think that they're just eating healthy right like they're eating a breakfast lunch and a dinner um or they do have to incorporate more vegetables or more salads into their routine so they do put chicken on top the biggest thing um you know, that I feel like women struggle with the most when it comes to eating right is like, at least what I see with our Warrior Bay VIPs is their protein macronutrient. Uh, it's like, you know, protein is literally the macronutrient God. And uh, it's so important, especially in the aspect of both losing weight, losing fat and building more muscle. But women's protein grams are probably around like 50 grams per day when it's like, you want to think about it in terms of at least having a gram per body weight. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you want to have 150 grams of protein. And then to combat the next thing, people are going to say, Jesus, that's so much protein, Nikki. It's really <laughs> not that much protein if you think about it. And if you break it down in terms of like, you know, three ounces of chicken is like maybe 25 grams of protein. You have you know, maybe 20 or, uh, 110, 150 grams of protein or egg whites. That's like, you know, 25 grams of protein, a scoop of, of protein powder is 25 grams of protein. And you're, you're working your way right there. You have some Greek right. yogurt, you have some salmon for dinner. And yes. that's, if I was to have anybody focus on anything, that would be the number one thing to start focusing on and fixing before you start worrying about fats or carbs. Um, because that's the number one thing that women just struggle with, with getting in, but it's not that hard to get in. It's just knowing right. what protein sources are out there to have. Yes. And then I was one of those where you think you're doing pretty good. And I was one, like when I started like the regimen that I'm in right now, I'm like, I don't like to track things. I don't like, to, I'm not counting calories. Like I just don't do that. Cause otherwise then I like my mind goes into a not healthy place of like restrictive or it's too much, you know, like it doesn't 
It doesn't tolerate like just realizing this is a gauge. You know, some people are like that with the scale where it's literally just a number. Um, but when I started tracking and embraced that again in a different way, not like the um, Weight Watchers, like counting points or whatever they do now, it was really an eye opener of like, I'm not eating as much protein as I thought, as this farm girl thought, like I have deep freezes uh, or two deep freezers full of pork and protein. And then I was really at like, I don't know, like an eye opener or maybe just a reminder of like, not all cuts are created equal either. Like, yes, mm -hmm. I knew like the loins are way higher in protein content than obviously bacon or the sausage yeah. or things like that. But it was just that reminder of like, okay, how many times a week is my family eating ground pork where the fat content and the protein content are almost like crossing themselves out. So it just like makes you more aware of what you're gravitating towards and to create a new normal that becomes a habit that becomes your lifestyle. And now I feel better. And the biggest thing that I think people need to realize, and I have to preach on the protein um, platform is that you stay fuller longer, like by eating more protein, like you're not triggered by those little cravings or snacks that maybe your kids are having, or think that you need a, you know, like a junky snack in the afternoon as a pick me up because you're full from the meals that you've nourished your body with, which is so cool. Are you loving this episode? I'll make it super quick so we can get back to it. But I did want to share how much I look forward to my post facial washing routines. Sounds strange, right? But because of Primally Pure's facial dry brush, it makes me feel like I'm treating myself all while getting all the beauty benefits of increased circulation, smooth, and exfoliated skin. Did you know that Primally Pure's facial dry brush provides detoxification through lymphatic drainage and improves the appearance of skin in seconds? Because let's be real, I'm always late, so having a quick treat for myself Mm, done. If this tip towards living a healthier life is speaking to you, I invite you to check out my affiliate link in the show notes and use Dawn10 at checkout and enjoy 10% off your first order. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I want to pull out something that you said there at the beginning with, uh, how macros sometimes when you're tracking, it makes you feel a little restrictive and then how you switched to like, oh, I'm just going to embrace this, that right there. That's the way I try and talk about it to women too, because a lot of people feel restrictive when they're focusing on like getting in all these numbers and just focusing on hitting protein, fats and carbs throughout the day. It is what I say. Macros is a skill set that will serve you for the rest of your life. I don't look at tracking as something that I expect all women to do literally for the rest of their life or pull a scale out in the middle of dinner at a restaurant and weigh <laughs> food like that. People think that that's literally that extreme. And I get it from people that maybe promote like macros and maybe people on social media are sharing that journey, but that's, I don't think the right journey to share. Um, I think that when you look and embrace it in a mindset and switch to what you said that, like, I'm just want to see how much I'm eating. And then you become aware of how much you're not eating and how much you need to eat in order to fuel your body the right way. And especially reach the type of goals that women come to worry before in terms of like building more muscle when, if they're, if they're eating 1100 calories in a day and they want to build more muscle, it's just not going to happen. So we help that awareness come into fruition with paying attention to tracking. 
Um, and then, you know, then three years later, if you're doing it the right way, it may seem hard at first and challenging. It's just like riding a bike, you know, Mm -hmm. that is too as well. And then you can take the training wheels off. You can go full coast when you have done it for at least like six months, you can do it in literally a snap of a finger. You can go throughout the morning of your day and log all of your feet like 4 PM, just so you know where you're at for the remainder of the evening. And then by just doing that, you gain so much respect for what is on your plate and you gain the understanding of portion sizes. And then that will help you and serve you for literally the rest of your life to then graduate from understanding this world to just living it out as a lifestyle and being aware that like, okay, here I am throughout my day. And I've probably lacked in getting my protein in. So I'm going to focus on hitting more protein throughout the day. And it just becomes such a, I think personally, such a beautiful balance with thanking macronutrients and tracking to living now beyond the plate and not focusing on just that (laughs) and living it as a lifestyle. Yes. Like I, I was scared and excited about the macronutrients just because it was like, I think I was more scared of like, I thought I was doing better than I was. But we're really, without having kind of that like guideline to help us, we're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks. Like we think it's good. And it's like, I had done like being a wellness coach for like five years. And I still was like, wow, I can do better. This is how like something I can do to improve myself. And like you said, then you realize like how good life can be in that you're not like nitpicking of my family, of course, would like tease me. Cause every now and again, I'd ask my husband, like how many grams of protein you think that has? Like, you know, <laughs> just like they were teasing about it, but now it's like, I know. And I'm like, Oh, I know that's a good source. Or like, I know how to I make empowered decisions when we're out to eat. It doesn't feel like, Oh, I can never go out to eat because it's not going to have enough. Or sometimes I'll be like, confident enough to be like, Hey, can I get double of that? Like, even if it was at my kids concession stand for ball games, walking taco, I'm like, Hey, can I actually get another scoop of meat? Like, so then, you know, you're like filling up and feeling full and not needing to come back to the concession stand to get the junk. So yes, it is really a freeing thing after you embrace it. So we cannot say that enough. The next thing that I really want you to go on a ramp, please do of the eating less mentality it happens. I feel like it's even a cycle of like, especially when you're trying to beef up on like the proteins that you're thinking, Oh, I'm eating way too much. Like just like explain how eating less, what that does to our body versus when we're truly fueling ourselves, how we need to. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you're not focusing on eating enough to fuel your body the right way, your body adapts to that lower caloric intake. So let's say that you know, you're eating a thousand calories, 1100 calories a day. Um, and then you're expecting to lose weight at that level. You're, you're, you're feeling, you're giving your body what it needs basically just to sustain itself, right? Like you're hitting your natural calorie, um, expenditure via just breathing, eating, sleeping, which is what is considered your matching your BMR. Um, and so then when you try to go and lose weight, you're, if you if you eat less than that, you're, you're just, you're basically not giving your metabolism what it needs in order to fuel properly. And your metabolism isn't the only active furnace that is going on. Like I mentioned earlier, muscles, active tissue. So that stuff is always active and burning. And so it needs food in order to survive, in order to grow, in order to gain energy from 
And so when you want to build more muscle and you want to reach those types of goals that you guys, a lot of people are going after with having more aesthetically, you know, pleasing body, or even if it's just fat loss, if you go and eat less, your body is now adapted to this level. So it's not going to be able to, it's like, it's like what you said earlier. It's like throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping that you're going to see results. It's not going to, you're not going to get results by just continuing to eat less. Um, you need to fuel your body in order to make it work for you. And so a lot of people think that when they're eating 1100 calories, and then, you know, in the, in the process of worry, we bring them through what's called a retrain and we bring them up calorically by like 200 to 300 calories in a, in a week or two weeks span and they lose weight. And it's because their body is finally like, Jesus, thank you so much for giving me the food that I wanted. Uh, this is what I needed all along. And women are just baffled that they're now eating more and they're losing the weight. And then, you know, then we try and bring them up even more at that point, because now their metabolism is revving. Now their body is happy. Now they're eating maybe 500 calories more than where they came into us at. And they're just, they're just dumbfounded. They're like, how is this even happening? Right. And then, you, then we're making the body work for us because we can't make the body work for us when we're working with 1100 calories and you want to lose weight. It's just, it's stuck. It needs a reboot. It needs a nice kick in the butt. And you got to, you know, you need to eat more, uh, in, in those terms that I just explained. So, yes, you heard it here first, eat more, but it's not just like, go eat more junk food. Like, please do not just hear that part. Like eat like good quality sources of food, proteins, get your fats and your carbs. Like, and yeah, we can go down a carb road a whole nother time, but I feel like that was just so good that people we've been trained for so long. I think we just like grew up in that era of like hundred calorie snack packs and like calories were such a focus. Like even my yeah. daughter, like it was my middle daughter and it was probably two or three years ago. She would notice like on the back of the ketchup, like, cause calories are huge on the nutritional facts. And she's like, Oh my gosh, there's, and I don't even know how much calories are in ketchup anymore, like 50 calories. And I'm like, that's 50 calories. Like you need energy. Like it, it, that is a source of energy calories are not necessarily ketchup, but she noticed that. And she, at the time, I think she was like six. And I'm like, this is what's wrong with like society and what our labeling that they're not promoting more of like the, the key pieces of it. Like what's the protein, you know, how many carbs are in there? Like sugars, maybe that should be our scare factor. Like let's blow that number up. Right. So yeah. it was just like, I was just kind of noticing how without even talking to her about calories, she was picking up on that and adapting to it. And it's like, what is that doing to her brain? And she's this tiny little bird thing too. So I'm just like, I wanted to like reshape that before she got to that self insecure stage of, oh my gosh, like I can't, you know, like I, I can't have that because it has calories in it or something, you know, so it's just like course correct, you know, before it gets to be a bad habit, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And that was, uh, that could, I could piggyback off of you there. You know, there's 800, eight, let's use example, 1800 calories and 1800 calories. Well, if you have three meals that are like, you're going out to grab food or like you're having and incorporating whatever it is that falls into the bucket of those 1800 calories, it could be majority carbs and fats, right? So that's the thing that a lot of people understand that like, you know, protein is so scarce. Like when you go to restaurants, how you said you have to ask for more, I do the same thing. Like they gave me like this little tiny thing. 
But then when you have 1800 calories on the other side, the quality, I like to say quality over quantity. When you're focusing on eating better, it doesn't matter about, um, you know, it, it matters about the, the types of food that you're putting into your body. And on this side with 1800 calories, you know, if you focus more on a balance of the right protein, the right carbs and the right fats, then you're, it's, you're fueling your body in a different way than just giving and throwing your body carbs and fats from the other, from the other example. And you're going to, there's way, there's totally two, two different types of results you're going to gain from that too, as well. Absolutely. That is so good. Well, we're kind of going backwards on this, but I wanted to just like hit the hot topic right away. Not to say that like your journey and story does not matter, but I always think it's nice to then people can like really appreciate and understand you as a person. So how did you get to this place in your journey? Like, what did that look like for you? Did you have some struggle or breakdown point or then all of a sudden, like, yeah, for sure. You want the long version, the short version, <laughs> whichever <laughs> you're feeling. Um, yeah. So back in like, I was, I played sports my entire life. Um, I played basketball was my main one. And then I ran track in high school and played field hockey too, as well. And then coming out of high school, was that kind of like, you know, stagnation of like, what am I doing? I don't have my practices to show up to. I don't have like people to hold me accountable. Um, and you know, fell into like the drinking scene and all of this stuff for a couple of years up until like 2013, 2014. At this time too, I was in a relationship where I was actually engaged. And so I like to say that, you know, this relationships are, are, are what is it? Breakups make bodybuilders or whatever. Cause <laughs> as, as you shared, I did go into bodybuilding. That was the start of my journey, but what made that switch was I felt like there was a part of me on the inside that was missing from the way that I was experiencing my outside reality. I felt like I was stuck. Um, and I know that I wasn't living to my true nature of like how I was really like, not to toot my own heart, but I was really good at sports. I was captain growing up. Um, I was like the, the motivator of our team. I'm really good at basketball. Um, and I felt like I just wasn't living that. And so I needed to find my roots again and fitness was it? Um, so I was at New Year's resolution baby in 2015, um, where for the first couple of months, um, or 2014, I tried, I tried a bunch of different things. I was bouncing all over the place, you know, showing up inconsistently to the gym, wondering why I wasn't getting the results. Um, and it was all because of inconsistency and not following <laughs> through and having pizza and all these things on the weekend, uh, multiple times. And then, um, 2015, when the breakup happened, I was like, you know what, like, this is a time for me to just recreate myself. And so, uh, I dabbled into like Pinterest, like I mentioned and trying to just figure out how to eat right. Didn't know what, uh, foods consisted of protein. So I literally Googled like what foods have protein in it <laughs> just to start. And then I started cooking, uh, chicken at night with peppers, stuffed peppers, um, all of these things. And then I was like, you know what? She's man. I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm a couple months in, you know, that typical thing that women want to see results really fast. So I was like, you know, I'm going to speed up my process and just find a coach, the coach that has knowledge, the expertise, the understanding, the, all of the things, um, and bias time bias, bias, failures, bias, everything. And so did that. And also at the time was becoming obsessed with seeing like these bodybuilders online. And I was like, I could do that. And uh, so I hired him on the spot. Oh, and by the way, I was obsessed with sugar. I had, I still am. I just have a, it doesn't control me. Right. I control it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's a real thing out there, people. It's a real thing. Yeah, for sure. 
And so, but once I hired him, I quit everything cold turkey on a Monday. I literally put everything behind me. That's the type of mentality I have though. I'm like, okay, just go for it. Gonna do it. Just do it. Commit myself full, fully. And I had, I fully believe in getting a why. I fully understand, believe in why, why are you doing what you want to do? Why do you want to get into whatever type of goal you have? Um, And then just fully freaking commit yourself to it. Don't let anything come in the way of where you are now, where you want to be, what you want to achieve and who you want to become. And so went down the competition road, which like you mentioned earlier, is just a whole nother beast. Like Looking back, I appreciate the journey for the discipline that I have built for myself, uh, but I would never, I don't think I would ever do it again. Uh, and, and for the sheer fact of like, it's, you know, you go through this drooling process. My last, I became the women's top physique athlete in 2018, but like at an expense of my body, like I ended up in the hospital, um, the most expensive poop of my life, <laughs> I was so backed up. I couldn't poop. Um, so, you know, just when that, you think you have it bad, right? People like, you know, you think you got a little constipation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it worse. Yeah. Oh boy. It was worse. I have a whole podcast on it, by the way, if you guys are interested, I forget what episode it is, but it's definitely one of the recent ones. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, then going through that process, I was like, there has to be another way to live a balanced lifestyle. And then, you know, you love the coach I worked with, but I always kept bringing up what are macros, what are macros, what are macros. And, uh, um, he never wanted me to go down that route. So I, of course, just, you know, got my CPT, learned all of these things. Obviously my background as a nurse and had already an understanding of nutrition, how the body worked. Um, so I dove in experimentally for myself with macros and I was like, this is it. This is it. Like, this is my, this is my, this is my ticket to living and understanding what food is, how it works for the body. And then it just led me to helping just so many women understand the game of macros, but like understand too, it's not, um, you don't have to do this for the rest of your life. Like you meant, like I mentioned, so it went from just not knowing what I was doing to just constantly trying things, experimenting, failing, um, ending up in the hospital, and then just finding the path that was my personal, you know, belief in what can be uh, sustainable and realistic for myself and for now for other, for other women. Thank you for sharing that, Nikki. Like that is empowering and a great reminder to like us everyday people that it's like, even those, when we see like, how do I want to say this? Like on Instagram, it's always everybody's best, right? You're only seeing one side of it, but it's like everybody, no matter what level they are in their journey, they have had failures. They have had like the ups and downs, but it's that perseverance of like wanting more, like just desiring to have more and knowing there's more out there for them and not giving up that they have control in it. So yes, you went down a path and there's probably multiple positives too about it, even though you kind of shared some of the negatives of the the bodybuilding scene of it, but it's like, you learned something and it kind of like opened your mind and got you curious about macros. Like that's what life is like constantly being curious and what you can do to like make yourself better, like to live better to like, I don't know. It's just, I cannot say it enough. It's just one of my like missions that I stand by of like, not taking the, like the victim route, right? Like, it's not like, Oh, this was hard. I'm going to quit. Yes. There are certain things that you're going to try and realize, okay, that's not for me, but at least I gave it a good effort. So I know like, okay, I'm going to pivot now. It's like that time to take a different route. hundred percent. 
Oh, and I also want to point out on how funny it is, like elite athletes, like those that are just like spot on in like high school or college or whatever it is, whatever stage, how you can be so amazing at what you do and not have the backing of like what we know now of like how to properly fuel ourselves. Like, can you imagine what amazing, like, I'm sure you were an amazing athlete. You already said like you were a captain, like you were excelled in basketball, like, but just think about how much better like life could have been at that stage. If you would have known what you know now about nutrition, about how to fuel your body, like the recovery time, the soreness, maybe like it's insane. And I just love that you admitted that you had to Google like what has protein. So nobody has to feel stupid out there to be like, Oh, well, what are, what carbs? Like, cause then instantly we always think of bread, right? I even had to Google like, what are other good? Cause we just get in that narrow scope of, I only think of breads and, you know, certain vegetables, but it's like to get more fiber and things like that. It's okay to ask the experts to seek out experts that know more than you to do a little research. Like it's normal. We all do it. We all do it. Yep. hundred yep, <laughs> percent. Um, I think I was interrupting and you were going to say something else. Did you, did I cut you off on something? No. I don't okay. So. Got it. Okay. I, when I was going on my little rant there, it looked like there was something you could add, but oh, no, I not. always like to wrap up the podcast by asking two things. Um, first, what are you currently binging? So like when you're not like doing your thing on, um, like in your, in your business, like what is it that you're binging? So is there a book? Is there um, a certain food that you're really loving right now? Is there something on Netflix, whatever it can be like, doesn't matter. Just something for fun that you're binging that you're just really loving right now. Yeah. I'll name food and I'll name my show, the show. I don't know how I'm going to feel about sharing, but, uh, (laughs) I'm still, I'm still loving it. Um, the food, I love bagels. I love bagels with cream cheese. It's literally been in my breakfast, egg whites with one egg yolk bagel and cream cheese has been my breakfast. I think for the last like two years, (laughs) it's so good. It's the cream cheese. I don't know why it just feels like a little treat in the morning. Um, and then when I'm binging right now, I wouldn't say I'm binging. I'm just keeping up with the new, new, new episodes, but the Kardashians, This is the first season season I've ever watched and I'm just loving it. (laughs) Yes, I was definitely a fan. And then I've, yeah, I I just couldn't keep up for the longest time. So I've kind of left it by the wayside, but it's, it's nice. Like it's healthy to have those little obsessions that like, because otherwise health and wellness, like I get it. I was a cancer survivor. So after cancer, I went like crazy on, okay, how can I cut out toxins? And then that can become unhealthy. So it is super okay to have these like guilty pleasures where it's not harming you. Like it's just for pure entertainment. I love that. And to go back on your breakfast thing, you make me smile because I am one of those too, where I'm like, I will get on a kick of something and I will eat the same breakfast for two years, if not more. And I love the, like the, I just, you look forward to it when you get up in the morning every single day until all of a sudden it's like, nope, okay, I'm going to do something different. So I don't know if you look into your human design at all, but it would be so awesome to see if, um, what yours is. 
Um, cause my daughter is that way. And I was just going to look up her human design. Cause it's like, she would have toast every single day. And I was so surprised that like, we didn't have that in common, but like, she just wanted the same thing every day, but I'm like, Hey, it takes out the guesswork. Like we know what we're having for breakfast. I don't know about the rest of you. So that's the exact reason why I do it. I don't yes. have so much to think about in the morning. If I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat, it just makes it that much easier. And one less thought throughout my day. <laughs> yes. Very good. And everybody that was like a one free tip of like a good meal. That's like macro happy there. So yes. The last thing I want to ask you to wrap up this um, awesome interview. This has been so much fun is what are you grateful for right now? Like what is something going on in your life? Maybe something that's happened today. It doesn't, it can be minute or, you know, like this big impactful statement either way is fine. Um, It can be something as simple as like, I didn't trip or something. I don't know. Um, It can be silly. So what is something that you're grateful for? Because I like to always start with a grateful heart. Like if no matter if you're stressed or um, overwhelmed, like if you break it down to something so simple and being grateful for, it feels like it tricks your mind into seeing more positive things in the world. So I would love to hear what you have. Yeah, for sure. I love that question. I think the first thing that popped in my head was just, I'm so grateful for my ability to impact people in a positive way um, down to our team and then even more to our warrior babes and also the community, like, you know, people that follow me and people that uh, look up to me. So I just, I'm so grateful that um, I have that type of skill set because it can go so far. Yes. And thank you for sharing that is definitely a movement. It's not just a influencer or a fad thing. It is something that can impact and change your life, which when you think about that, it is, that's big. That's very big. So, so thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and your personality with us today. I have loved it. Thank you listeners. A reminder that you can always leave a rating and review that helps get the podcast into more hands. And we always appreciate that. Make sure to give um, Nikki Stott some love. I will post all of your links um, in the show notes. Is there anything that you have coming up that maybe my audience should know about? Anything new or crazy? (laughs) No. Okay. Go uh, follow her. (laughs) Sal Sal DeStefano from Mind Pump is coming on the podcast in August. So I don't know if anybody is familiar with Mind Pump, but he will be on the pod in in August. That is exciting. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. We will definitely put your podcast link in the show notes so people can go follow you. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you, Don. That's a wrap for today. I hope you enjoyed our time together as much as I have. And I would be forever grateful if you would leave a five-star rating and a review on your podcast app. By showing your love for Beyond the Plate, this helps get the show into so many more hands of others that could also be benefiting from what we're chatting about around here. So until next week, my friend, keep being authentically you. Mm-hmm.